movies. TV. Jesus Christ, Michelle. I think Jason is here. Oh, fuck. Jason is on the hunt. Hi, my name's Jason. What's up, you guys? <laughs> what if That's that what your voice has been like the whole time, Jason? Yeah, man, I've been through so much shit. All my vocal cords have been damaged. And yeah, I've also been around for a while, so I'm fly as fuck. <laughs> why, why wait till now to speak to me? Because I know you're a big fan of me. And why isn't my wife saying anything? Because she's just enamored by the sound of my voice. Enamored by the sound of that voice. <laughs> I had no idea what you said. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't seem like you. I thought you said did, sight. So. No. Enamored by the sound of the voice of the beautiful man who's been killing people for centuries. Well, welcome to the amazing improv at the beginning. Welcome. <laughs> I'm no good. My name's Michelle. What's up, you people? My name's Sam. You people. Hello. You people. Friends and family. And that's it. You have excitable energy. Excitable energy. Excitable boy, they all said. I'm all wire tangled. So, what's up, baby? How's it going? Not a whole lot. I'm okay. We just had dinner. We did have dinner. It's a little later than usual, but Sam fell asleep on the kitchen floor, taking a nap (laughs) next to the animals, so I decided to actually go to a bed with a cat, and he fell asleep in my arms. Yes, I did fall asleep on a hard kitchen kitchen floor floor. (laughs) with a dog who ate tampons and is now put outside for the night. We went out to eat for dinner, (sighs) and once again... She dug in the trash and ate used tampons. And let me tell you what. I love this dog. Love her. She's so sweet. She's so cute. I kissed on her two times before I realized she ate my tampons. I would be okay if she died tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) I would be sad. How many tampons do you think she ate? Somewhere between four and six. Jesus, Melises. Yeah, I had a friend who I work with whose dog, which is who's smaller, ate some tampons because there was a girl's party and I guess a few of the girls were on tampons. So there were some different smells in the trash can and the dog went in there and ate multiple tampons. (laughs) But like the tampons wrapped around parts of this dog's intestines and parts of this dog's intestines were turning black and dying. Like this dog could have died and had to have emergency surgery and she had to like go through all this shit to get money that she didn't have not like bad stuff but she had to like she had to give blowjobs no she had to take she got some like emergency credit card with like insane interest rates to save this dog's life who ate a bunch of tampons and the last time miss clarence did this she was like yeah well i mean like at least your dog is bigger so it might not be as much of a threat but like how many dog or how many tampons can a dog eat before it becomes a threat? I would assume one. Ah, who knows? It's a fucking disgusting conversation. What I do know is that the reason all those women were using tampons, it's scientifically known that once one woman gets in the room with the rest of the women, you all start to bleed as some sort of ritual to the gods. I don't get it. It's because we're connected and you guys are just all in your own sword fighting. <laughs> 
We're bleeding together, and you guys are sword fighting against one another. Okay, yeah, yeah. And it even makes the metal sound. It does. Even though it's made out of flesh. You ever walk by a male's bath or the men's bathroom, and you just hear ching, 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 ching from inside? No, because I'm too busy doing fucking handstands in the girls' bathroom. You're too busy bleeding. Handstands in the girls' bathroom. Is that supposed to mean something? What means anything, dude? Nothing, Don't bro. Don't we all just talk out of Nothing, our ass, bro. homie? Nothing, bro. The cosmos, man. What happened? What has happened? I shoved my finger into something sharp, and I can't find what it was, so oh. it's truly a mystery as to what just uh, tried to mutilate me. You've been mutilated? You all right? Yeah, I'm fine. You gonna cry? I might. You gonna cry, you pussy? Huh? You fucking wuss? You gonna cry? You little baby? Don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. I'm a hero now. I. That's how I treat you. I beat you down and I bring you back up. And then I'm the hero. Isn't that what relationships are? We all just kind of beat each other down and then have to apologize and be like, I'm sorry, let's forget it all happened and be happy until it happens again. Until the rage comes back out. Sorry. All very Fleming. I was just clearing my throat. Yeah, oh, that sounded <laughs> beautiful. So we listened to an album this week. Yeah, yeah. Together and separately. We have been kind of, uh, when we've been going places, I've been putting the music on for us to listen to together, yeah. which we didn't used to do, but we don't like talk in we, depth about anything. Not in depth, but we do kind of talk about some stuff, which we also used to be like, nope, can't do that. Mm-hmm. Now we're just kind of like, yeah, whatever. I don't think it ruins it for us. because <laughs> there's. Think it does either. Also, certain things that I assume we're not telling each other everything. No, and I forget that we said it anyway. And I don't so. think it matters. You guys don't give a shit about what we talked about before this. As no. long as we entertain you? I don't know what we're doing here. Entertain anus. Entertain anus? Enter anus. Enter anus. Is that the new uh, Metallica hit? Enter anus. Say your prayers at the butt. <laughs> All you have to say is little butt, and I'm done. Little butt? <laughs> I, little butt. I'm essentially a child. I'm a little boy when it comes to my humor. Yeah, yeah. Poop. 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 I thought that but, might make you laugh. Uh, I thought it was too easy. You know me better than that. Aw. So. What's up? We listened to an album this week, as you started to say. Mm-hmm. It was my week. It was. You made a choice, and we had to live with it, and now we're here. We're here. Here we are. I sometimes think I'm queer, and I'm used to it. I should be more used to it, but for some reason I still act surprised. <laughs> so, we listen to The Dead Kennedys. The Dead Kennedys. Bedtime for Bonzo. Oh, my mistake. Bedtime for democracy. Ooh, <laughs> look at that. You're a big Reagan fan, I'm aren't you, Sam? Reagan big fan. Reagan fan. I didn't know that this this album was a play on this whole bedtime for Bonzo thing until, you know, today when I was like, ah, I should probably read something about this album. So I kind of know what I'm talking about. Which is a Ronald Reagan movie because he was an actor because for some reason our country really likes to hire hire people well essentially uh put people in power who have no experience other than pretending to be other people hey ronnie riggs he had it down i mean he started a movie with a monkey he did this movie had a monkey a chimpanzee i've never seen ronnie reagan act 
Yeah, you have. You've seen his speeches. Oh, (laughs) man, bringing the establishment Uh, down. I'm so I've only seen him online going, saying, uh, Mr. Gorbachev, (laughs) tear down this wall. Mr. Bonzo, tear down this wall. Here's a banana. Thanks, Mommy. (laughs) Didn't he have, like, memory issues later on? He... The Alzheimer's? It was his child, his own child who outed him and said that he was well into his disease when he was in charge making decisions. Oh, really? I didn't know Mm -hmm. that. Oh, so we had a fucking... An incompetent old fucking man. We had a Swiss whole cheese brain running things? We 100% whole cheese. Swiss whole... Swiss cheese hole brain? There you oh. go. Swiss cheese hole brain? Swiss cheese head? Swiss cheese head? Yeah, I love Swiss cheese. Swiss cheese Ronnie head. Ronnie Reagan was known for his Swiss cheese obsession. He'd say, Mommy, can I have some more Swiss cheese? And she's like, Oh, if you keep eating this little Ronnie Rags, you're going to have holes in your brain. <laughs> and he kept eating that holy cheese and he got holes in his brain it's, while he was president. Science is known for many years that Swiss cheese gives you holes in your brain. And wake leads up, people. to Alzheimer's. Wake up, people. Wake up. My name is Serge Tonkin. Listen to this voice. It's got a little rard. A little rard. That was fun for everyone. That was fun for no one. <laughs> fun Not for even absolutely. us. I was really hoping it was going to go somewhere higher than that, but it went down. I don't. I can't really get that high in my voice anymore. I'm not talking about your voice. I'm talking about the excitement oh. that you are bringing to these poor people who, for some reason, show up and listen to these fucking idiots talk about their opinions on things. That they like. It must be a sad, sad bunch. <laughs> I mean, you're appreciated, but you're not really understood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you want what? Uh, my brain just stopped working. Oh, you weren't doing that on purpose. You're just. I did in hopes shutting that I would down. Come up with something to say. So there's an album by the, the Dead Kennedys that we listen to, and it's time for us to review this for you. Yeah, is it? Is it time? Shall we talk about how I heard this album first? Well, what are you gonna do? Just trail off and do you be forgetful? The... Otherwise, yeah. I wanted to bring up how we used to do a Dead Kennedys song before I ever listened to the Dead Kennedys. Yeah, my introduction to the Dead Kennedys was Kent Hiltz's suggestion. For us to do a song, which I liked the song. I was fine with it. I didn't give yeah, a shit. Yeah, I remember enjoying it. I, the one thing I liked about NSG was that it was bringing four different people together who have different interests. And we did quite an array. I mean, we did everything from Hank 3 to Parliament to Dead Kennedys. Yeah. To, I mean, we were all fucking over the spectrum. All over the place. Which most promoters would call uh, unpromotable. <laughs> they do everything but you might like one song but hate the next <laughs> yeah but isn't that kind of true for everyone else who plays in a bar play more nah, yeah but most of the time you know you're booking with genres so it's like something you're gonna that's be 90s rock all night at or, least more radio friendly yeah. than a lot of the stuff we were doing which the stuff that we were doing was maybe radio friendly at some point but we were also doing like cover of the rolling stone yeah. where everyone else was doing covers of like disturbed songs and shit Oh, God, why didn't we do that? Because we are smart. Uh, we, I could have gone... <gasps> Ooh, ah, ah, ah. You could have, and you still can. I just did. I'm going to try it again. Do you feel better about yourself? Ooh, ah, ah. 
I oh, oh, that gosh. was really bad, and that jarred the inside oh, to gosh. the outside of me. I, I can't do that. Your ooh ah 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 burst through my chest. <laughs> what was it? I'm gonna have to bring that down in the post production. What was that song called? I even listened to it. Get earlier. down with the s- you what? No, not down with the sickness. The Dead Kennedy song that we did. Oh my god. I don't know. You fucking listen to it. I don't remember what it's called. Is my brain small enough? Is my cock big enough? To da. Fuck, I remember what it's called. Da, da. Doesn't no, matter. No, no, but it's not on this album, so yeah, nope. it definitely doesn't matter. So but that's this... how we, that's how I even like remember hearing the Dead Kennedys first. It was the first song I heard. Yeah, that was definitely my introduction, and I Which is weird. don't think I've really heard. I feel like I've heard of them, but I don't know how I would have heard definitely. them. You've seen their logo, right, around on things. I don't know. Oh, you didn't look. I don't at know the... what it looks up. Let looks me like... show you the Dead Kennedys logo. It's quite. A thing that you see like on buildings all the time, or on buildings. Well, just you know, you know, you see the misfit skull all the time. Yeah, it's but not it's, on buildings. The, well, if you look, you do. <laughs> I've seen it on buildings plenty of times. It's just like a little spray painting. All right, this is insane. The dead Akinadies. I see what's actually in front of me. Logo. Oh, did you look it up? No, I'm talking about oh. the misfit skull. That. Oh, I did see that earlier. Yeah. That's the Dead Kennedys logo. I see it all the time. I don't, but I... But you also don't go to the places I go when I go there. Why would I? I don't even like you. Exactly. <laughs> I don't fucking get it either. <laughs> <laughs> but it's weird for me because the Dead Kennedys are a punk band, and I was into punk. Mm-hmm. I just never got into it. I never even heard a song. Never got into them, it wasn't specifically, even, you mean? It wasn't even a, I heard it and didn't enjoy it. It was a... Yeah, I'd never I heard them straight, at all. never heard it. Yeah. I heard grade. of them, but I never heard a song. So, I remember when we did hear that song that we played. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, man, look at the listen to that dude's voice. Oh yeah, that was definitely the first thing that got me as well. But and again, kind of rough at first. I went with it. Whatever. But we can talk about that as we get into the album. So what is this album? Bedtime for Democracy. Bedtime for Democracy. We talked about it. Bedtime for Bonzo. But there's some other things that you can maybe say, like oh, it's the fourth and final album released by them. Yeah, yeah. There's all sorts of like. In 1986, so we were. Young babies. Before they even recorded this album, they had had their last performance mm-hmm. as the original Dead Kennedys. And then Jello announced his departure from the band right after this album was released. And then any releases after this, I think, are just like live compilations and studio songs that they didn't record already. Or that they had recorded and didn't put on an album. Okay. Which is, I don't know. Some would say cash grab, but I don't care. I never, I hate that kind of term, cash grab on things like that. Like, if I like a band, I kind of want them to put out everything. And Even if it's just a shitty live recording, I still kind of want to hear it. And who cares if they're, they're not selling someone else's product. They're still selling what they're selling. Oh, fuck. There's a spider on that. Do you see that's crawling towards you? I'm not worried. He can hang out. He looks pissed. Okay, well, you take care. over for he's a second. Like, I'm going to murder him while fine. you talk. No, he's fine. No. He Leave him alone. Him. Leave him alone. I'm killing him. He doesn't need to die. He's yeah, fine. Look at him. He's like a fucking Yeah, asshole. because you're going at him. Oh, my God. You're making things worse. He's probably not dead. This is a disaster. 
No, it's not. Talk to people. I no. Talk to them. Jeebus. Knocking over skateboards. Stomping on spiders. Okay, first of all, that spider deserved to die. He was fine. He doesn't... He came at me. He was throwing his fucking legs in the air. And he has <laughs> many of those things. Because you went up to him. No, I was sitting here and I acknowledged him. How is that cat, the one that came in here after all that noise? I don't see any He's cat. He's always scared. I don't see anything. I just see a whole bunch of skateboards. Yeah, yeah. I just got a whole buttload of them. A whole buttload. It's fucking awesome. But at I least remember. we're not going to be eaten by a spider, so we're We fine. weren't going to before. He was hanging out, listening to the podcast. No, he, he was throwing his legs now, in the air. Now he's half squished, probably going like this. And that means he's paying for his sins. What sin? Being in this house. Anyway. That's a sin. What was I talking about? Yeah, this album. Let's just listen to the album, because there's a lot of fucking tracks there's on There's so many tracks. So we should just get to it. Uh, 21 tracks. Yeah, let's do it. Here we go. This is Bedtime for Democracy. Number one. Bedtime for Democracy. Take this job and shove it. Boom. Come on, play. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working so from what I read, this is, and again, the, the, the name, it's supposed to be a bitter take because they were in a legal battle right now based on artwork that was in a previous album. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was spent mentally, uh, monetarily. He was done. Jello? I guess. Yeah. If he's the backbone of the band, then yeah. Pretty much from what I've read. Or he has the writing credits on the songs and everything. And he's like the big political guy. And yeah. he still is. And this song was written by David Allen Poe, recorded by Mr. Johnny Paycheck. And I'm pretty sure you bought the vinyl to this because you found it at like a Goodwill. Oh, yeah. I've got it. You can't not buy something. I didn't even know about it. I just thought the guy's name was Johnny Paycheck. And I thought it was hilarious that the guy's name was Johnny Paycheck. And the song was called take this job and shove it. So you weren't, you didn't know that it was like a real song. I knew the song. I just didn't know. I thought for sure it was going to be some guy with a, who's more popular. Like I'd never heard the name Johnny Paycheck. Like I expected to see like George Strait or something on there. Ah. You know, I don't know country voices well enough, so it's not like I know. So when I saw a guy that it was Johnny Paycheck, it made me, it made me laugh. So do... We get a taste of Mr. Paycheck? I was going to wait till the break. You're not just going to give me Paycheck now? Oh, all right. You give ruined me... my break song. Did I? Yeah. Here it is. People want this now, so we need to give it to them. See? So he... he most certainly reworked the lyrics, right? Oh, uh, who? Jello? Yeah. I don't think so. I didn't do a side-by-side comparison. And I don't really know the lyrics to this album very well at all because they're all very hard spit out very fast. And I'm not good with lyrics, even if they're clear as day. It's quite a different... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Quite a different version. Mm-hmm. This isn't, like, not fun, though. Had a lot of bills to pay. That, that country tone, though, just destroys me. <laughs> I understand. I can't handle it. Even the way they sing. 
It's not my style. It's yeah. not my thing. I Even though it. I did buy this album, but I just thought it was funny because it was funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting cover, but it's pretty. I mean, it lines up with what they were going through because they had already decided that they were done after they... I mean, before this album even came out. So it was like the album came out and then they announced yeah, like, it's like, we're take done. This, take this job and shove it. Yeah. I'm fucking done. It's very representative of where <laughs> they were. It's very funny to me. So you got that. Um, I wanted to know. So it starts off just take this job and shove it. <laughs> and it's just in as fast as it can be. Oh, like, yeah. Were you like, like for the rights for the, I don't even know how you felt about this album really in general, but were you like, ah, here it goes. I thought it was funny. As soon as it happened, I kind of was just like, oh, wow. <laughs> and then I was just like, oh, yeah, I forgot all about his voice. So I think that that I think it, the intro to the album, that first track gives you the energy and the vocals. The way he to sings. expect what you're getting throughout the rest of the album. He's got such a goofy voice. Yes. I, and it, I bet to some people it's like the standard punk voice. But the way I got into punk was like in a heavier sense of punk. So mm-hmm. like I was used to more screamy guys and like growlier, not growl like death metal growl, but just a graggle in their voice kind of guys. So then all of a sudden to have this guy that's just like, yeah. <laughs> even though I love Guar and he kind of does it every once in a while, but he still has like a, gets low, but he's just goofy the whole time. Mm-hmm. I agree. Which I enjoy because he doesn't take himself too seriously. And I don't think that we should take him too seriously. Nope. So let's go on to track two. Hop with the jet set. Love the drums. Love them. Speaking of drums, this drummer was, uh, God, what was his fucking name? Oh, D.H. Peligro. I was telling you earlier that he drummed for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He was like their second drummer, right? After their first guitar player, Hillel, died from heroin okay. overdose. And they fired him because he had alcohol and drug problems. And then they hired Chad Smith yeah. to play the drums. And Fleet and Anthony Kiedis said that like, it was one of the hardest things of their entire musical career was to, hot, was to fire T.H. Uh, Playgirls on the drums. Because he was like... It would have made their sound different. Yeah. Yeah. Because Chad uh, Smith has... Almost more like this is definitely has like a punk drive to it. Oh, Chad yeah. Smith has a very just kind of like a standard rock I was vibe. Say the same thing. It's just a different vibe. Yeah. And I some think, people think like you just have notes and you play them a certain way, but style uh-huh. style makes oh, a yeah. huge fucking difference. Oh, yeah. um, I think though that those early Red Hot Chili Peppers song albums are more. Uh, closer to punk in general anyway, aren't they? Yeah, I would say so. I would say so. I imagine it would be hard to be like, hey, this guy's in one of our favorite bands, the Dead Kennedys, and he wants to be in our band. But now we got to ask him to leave. <laughs> and from guys that were getting fucked up too. like It's always funny when you hear rock and roll stories. Like, we had to ask him to leave because he was too fucked up all the time. And you're like, yeah, but you guys were fucked up all the time. So if like... He was too fucked up to be around you. That must have been another level of fucked up that I don't even know about. Yeah. So one of the things that you can't understand because you can't make anything out 
He fucking mentions the word engines in this song. <laughs> but you, I mean, I'm assuming you, I cannot understand a fucking word he's saying most of the time. I get a few words here and there, mostly in choruses. But it's mostly intelligible. Mostly for me. You know I'm bad with lyrics anyway. Or unintelligible. I'm so when he's, he's fitting so many words in. He, he writes, well, like you said earlier when we were talking, like the songs are two to three minutes long. So they're short songs, but he writes the amount of lyrics for a six-minute song. He writes the, yeah, it's, he doesn't write lesser no. lyrics. He just does it all faster and puts it into a shorter amount of time just by speeding everything up. Yeah. yeah, just crams it in. So look, reading through the lyrics, I you know, you kind of think like, okay, so this song is two minutes and 13 seconds. So I'm, I'm sure, I'm, I'm just guessing, I'm not, that's not a real time. You were um, close, two minutes and seven. Okay, so there you go. And you think, okay, this is just going to be really simple. No, it's still laid out like a basic regular song with the same amount of verses and choruses that you would get in a five or six minute song. And even, I mean, you, you know, you get even a five minute or six minute or three minute long song can do, you know, intro, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus. But he, I think he even writes a lot of lyrics, even if it was a six minute long song, like, People would still be like, no, you don't need that many words there. You can stretch out some stuff and play with some rhythms and melodies. And he's like, nope, I just got to get it out. Well, and this might sound like a dig for people who enjoy punk music, but he he seems like he actually had things to say versus just being like, oh, oh, yeah. It wasn't about. Like, it was about the attitude and stuff, but he was very political. Yes. And his lyrics are usually pretty good. I mean, if you ask me, he definitely, you know, has opinions, but he has something to say, and it's not just about yeah, the music. That, it's all it's the whole package for him, it seems. He's kind of, they are kind of known, we're kind of known for that. Like, they're the political band. They're the ones that actually have a purpose. They're the ones that have a reason they're saying something, whereas... Mm-hmm. Like misfits, there's a whole sect of music. Even still today, like I don't party. We don't music. make music, even not even necessarily party music. Just I just want to talk about horror movies because it's what I like. Uh huh. I don't want to think about politics. I'm not smart enough to think about politics, so I'm going to talk about something with twenty eyes. Here we go. Twenty eyes in my head. Twenty eyes. <laughs> they're watching you. They see your every move from every angle. Because they're twenty eyes. They're watching you, <laughs> 20 eyes. Yes. They're watching you, watching you, watching you, watching you. All right, let's write a letter to you. Dear Abby. Dear Abby. I never knew what this song was about until today. Yeah, it's about Reaganomics. I don't even think about that part. It's about someone working as a coroner, and he brings home the bodies from work because he can't afford meat and feeds it to his family. And then at the end, the guy tells him, hey, it's cool as long as they're blessed. Should be all right. <laughs> I had no idea that's what it was about. It was eating people because of Reaganomics. It's fucking funny. And his voice is even goofier on this one. Dear Reaganomics, big boy. 
Reaganomics. Make sure the body's blessed and everything will be just fine. That one just goes right into the next song. Short, 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 short song. Short song, but not a short message because Reaganomics could be easily comparable to Trumponomics. How many people said that? Like, what was it? Trump. Oh, no. That's what she said. Trumped up trickle down economics. Yeah. Yeah. It's the whole idea of uh, Reaganomics was Reagan. And he was quoted saying the whole thing about cutting taxes, generating more revenue, trickle down. That's not real. <laughs> I'm sorry if you believe that. Yeah. I don't believe. That's not how it works. Trickle down doesn't ever get all the way down. It might trickle down a, a, to a couple people under the top, but. As long as they like you. It doesn't fucking trickle down that far. No. So, no, it's bullshit. Well, what you have, you want to keep mostly. So that's not how it works for most people at all. And honestly, if it, if healthcare weren't so fucking outrageous and so many things in this country weren't so fucking outrageous and it were actually going to be more fair if we paid higher taxes and actually got what we paid for out of it, it would be I would be okay with that. Yeah, not going to happen though. <laughs> but not just being like I'm just going to pay a little bit and expect people to do the right thing. People aren't going to do the right thing. No, they search People Rich need people to be... search for potholes, all not potholes, but uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Fuck. Loopholes. Loopholes. They look for loopholes all the time to save money. And... and they're just like, oh, I did it legally. I'm smart. And it's like, yeah, yeah but is that the right thing to yeah. do? You may be smart, but you're still a fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Take this job and shove it. You got to quote Motorhead for the second time today. Just because you got the power... That don't mean you got the right. Yeah, the second time, the first time you quoted that to my niece. A 12-year-old girl. (laughs) (laughs) I said, in the words of let me kill Mr. himself. (laughs) She just looked at me like, what? She just knows that you are weird. Yeah, I am weird, but Mm -hmm. she's also in a phase where... It's funny to talk about how everything is weird and say that everything is weird. It's annoying. She's in an annoying stage, and Robert's in an annoying stage. You're calling these kids out. They are. I am calling these kids out. They also just don't know how... I, would, <laughs> I wouldn't argue this for Robert, because he, he is out and about. I don't think that my sister's kids are out in regular society as much. That's true, but when I tell her something that's not weird, and she just goes, okay, and just looks at me, and I'm like... That's not how conversations further. Then she just goes, okay. And I go, all right, well, I'm just going to talk about this picture of Freddie on the wall now because I know it's bothering you and you don't want to actually talk to me. So I'm just going to talk about this picture of Freddie on the wall. So Sam was irritated. And then you sat down. (laughs) No, I wasn't irritated at all. I was calling her on her bullshit. She's a 12-year-old girl. I don't care. When I was a 12-year-old boy, I was like, yeah, I'm hanging out with my aunt. She's weird. This rules. (laughs) But I think that she thinks, this is what I think her angle is. She's trying to impress us by also being weird. And, it, and it's... and it's. But it's not coming across right. Yeah, I can see that. I guess I am bitching about a 12-year-old girl. You are bitching about a 12-year-old girl. <laughs> Fucking... And she just doesn't... She's not going to have the comebacks and the clever... She just doesn't have it built into her, but she wants to. 
So her way of coming back with things are things that are annoying to you. Mm, to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Robert was just a turd. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, let's move I'm on to calling the next. You, I'm calling you out, Robert, if you lose this one. You're He's, a turd. You've called out a 12-year-old and a 13-year-old. I think it's time that's, to move on. That's, that's my rolling kids. time. Let's listen to Rambozo the Clown. Just excuse them. <laughs> They're children. So do you get a sense that a lot of the songs sound the same on this album? Yes and no. I think there's like a chunk of like five or six songs that are basically the same song. That all just kind of fade together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but then I also did find myself every time I listen to this looking at it like how many fucking songs are left. Yes, and I think that's because of what I was just saying. Like, you just hear a lot of the same stuff. They all run together, but even with it being 21 songs, with them being so short, it still sounds like it should... I mean, it's like a, a normal length album for the most part. Uh, yeah, I don't even know what the run length time is, but I sure it is. But it's still... So that's where I think that they don't all just run together, because I think that you can hear the differences, and that's why eventually I'm just like, okay, like, how many more am I going to have to stay <laughs> through? It is a lot. It feels like a lot, whether it is or not, because they are shorter songs, so I, that technically makes it easier to handle. I don't know what I would do if they were full-length songs. Oh, we wouldn't be reviewing it if there were 21 full-length songs. Ooh. Fuck no. I bet. Guess what? We're doing disc one. <laughs> War is sexy. War is fun. Was that the double disc? Oh, I don't know. If, if it was 21 full-length songs, yeah, it would be. Yeah, it would have been. That's true. I mean, Dear Abby was a minute and nine. I think, I think almost every song has a political angle. I think so. For the most part. Especially by this time, since they were in the midst of a lawsuit for a while. He definitely didn't have good things to say about the way that the world, the fucking justice system worked, any of that, I'm sure. Yeah, just kind of an extra fuck just you. tired of everything. I'm going to play this last part of Rambo's of the Clown because it always makes me laugh. Okay. Hey, Rocky, watch me pull a massacre out of my pants. Again! So the big part of that song in general, as it was called Rambozo the Clown, it was criticizing the glorification of war and killing found in the macho media culture of the 80s. Specifically, Sylvester Stallone was used as a an example. Yeah, and it still is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I'm okay with it because it's fucking awesome and Rambo rules. <laughs> I love Rambo. I think that that 80s macho man culture definitely bled into, I would say, not bled into, but is like the core foundation of like wrestling and stuff like that. So that's why it that stuff like that is either something that you love or hate. Like that or fighting. Mm-hmm. Because it's so like macho man, dude, fighting, like testosterone, central, monster truck. 
That's true, but monster I, truck I'm, fists. Yeah, I'm thinking of it as like an action movies way, like uh, Jean Claude and uh, Sylvester and yeah, and I think that that's part of it. Here. But I'm saying that's the how shit I loved. how I think that it has continued to now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You don't see. That. I don't think that this culture has died, t- which is why I also think that like the glorification of um, in America of like the guns, I think ties into this macho man idea of Fuck being manly yeah. and American and having your guns and protecting yourself and and like I understand also kind of looking at that from the other side and being like come on now chill the fuck out so I kind of get where they're Listen coming to you from snowflake <laughs> I'm not irritated you seem to be more irritated by I'm something you a, that I'm call, saying that I am of anything call, you're saying I'm calling you a liberal snowflake can't get on the other side of the guns and look at it like that yeah, you can't look at things from either side. You just have to choose one side. Is that what you're telling me? You Bitch. can't be open and try and look at the whole picture. Just look at, just stand on one side and yeah. look at that side of the picture. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. Okay. You got to stay on the side of America, which is guns. Guns and good. I tried to own a gun once, but I wasn't allowed to have it. Mm-hmm, because it was your daddy's. I'm still not allowed to have it, which I find to be a little bit bullshit. Isn't it funny that you're... Something that belonged to your dad wasn't grandfathered into you. <laughs> it was just, it was just me an, an instant thought in my head of a realization of a stupid play on words. It's, I was like, wait, that doesn't even make sense. It should have been dadded into me, and it wasn't. Should have been pappied in. It should be right here on my side, right now, ready to put that laser scope on someone's forehead. I don't think we need Pew. to. <laughs> Do we need protection during podcast recording time? I need protection at all times. We're not rappers. No one's going to bust in and shoot us up. You don't know what I'm into. Unless Don finds us. Who? Don. Oh, fuck. Don't Remember bring Don? up Don. Yeah, Don don't bring up Don. Don. All right. Let's move on since we got a lot of songs. This is called Flesh Dunce, which I think is really funny because it's a play on Flash Dance, right? Yes. <laughs> Flesh Dunce is a funny title. They have humor. He definitely has a humorous side while being like pissed off at the government all the time. And he's still pissed off right now, correct? He oh, still yeah, makes yeah. videos. Oh yeah. What would Jello do? Yeah. You showed me one earlier, and he was talking about the whole Mueller Robert thing. Mueller. So, yeah. Robert Mueller. What would Jello do? The nonconformist neo-white Christians. <laughs> <laughs> Every interview I've ever watched with him goes like that. <laughs> He's in a Guar movie. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, Skullhead Face. He plays a uh, like a record executive that becomes Skullhead Face. Remember that insidious soliloquy of Dr. Professor Skullhead Face? It was like that really weird song. It was like time after time. I guess not. It was like a real grand, like, didn't sound like any of the other songs on it. I guess I shut it down. <laughs> he pushed it right out of your brain. But he becomes that. And in the movie, he's like, homogenized, the music is taking the conformity. Like, he's still basically jello, but he's from oh, the yeah. other side. He's playing the guy who's trying to homogenize everything yeah. and take everyone down. You know who was also in that movie? Who was also? Yeah, who the hell? Who was else on that movie? Sebastian Bach. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> My favorite Jesus of all time. That was a joke. 
he did a terrible job at Jesus Christ Superstar on the road. Do you think Jesus would be proud of his Jesus? Fuck no. I'm, I have a personal letter from Jesus that said, you tell Sebastian that I'm upset. I said, I don't think I can get access to him like that, man. I haven't heard anything since. It's touching and Thank sad. You. Speaking of touching, let's go me touch you? to the Great Wall. Is that how segues work? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, what I read about this is this is about building a wall, referring to the Great Wall of China. Isn't it interesting how some of these uh, political resonations from 1986 are ringing true all these years later? Mm-hmm. It's fucking crazy. Like, people always say history repeats itself. It's fucking repeating itself right now. Many things said in this, on this album in particular, are happening yeah, right yeah, now. Oh yeah. Isn't this song geared more towards about how if we're going to build a wall, we need to build it around them? Like, the ones with the money? Build the wall around the power? Yeah. But or are they saying, like, we got to get this wall around us so we can keep them out? Essentially, that's what they're doing. I like to listen to it in the other way, like, let's build a wall around those fuckers. <laughs> it makes me feel good. Well, and speaking about how this, and this is, I believe, the last verse, so we'll get to it, but he says, there's too many people in your world and refugees are expensive. When they trickle down into our soil, we hunt them and arrest them classify them insane and put them on the next plane to the waiting arms of the same death squads they fled. Very true today. Very true today. It's almost crazy how true it is. That's happening right now. (laughs) There's a supposed national emergency that was declared, but Trump's still going on golfing trips. You gotta keep your backswing in order. Come on now. Ah, it's like people don't get it. If there's a national emergency, should you be taking vacations? M- me, personally, I should always be taking vacations. Uh, you don't <laughs> even take vacations outside of this fantasy world that you're talking about. I don't. No. I do not. When I'm napping, you're creating. When I'm out of town, hanging out, you stay up all night creating. Yeah. There's a difference. Yeah. But if I didn't have a real fucking job during the day, I could. Uh, I would take vacations. You know what I'm saying? Create during that time? Yeah, I would create during my work hours, and then I would lounge around and do nothing for the other hours. Most people don't still have what it takes to create outside of those work hours, because they feel like what happens in those work hours drains them. So the fact that you still have that pumping through you to where it has to come out and isn't lost is pretty cool. It is draining, but it... You know what? That's the, the... Those are the people that eventually find some sort of success whether it's just being able to live off of it not necessarily being a giant but just being able to live off of it you still have a drive that people don't so you push yourself further that's what i'm saying it's those are the ones who get somewhere eventually you just Mm -hmm. you're like yeah i was really tired all the time it fucking sucked and eventually it stopped and now it's really awesome but for a long time it really fucking sucked i paid my dues man for sure for sure yeah i was up till four in the morning the other day working on a project that I'm not going to talk about yet. Ooh, it's a secret. All right, let's move on to this uh, next song, which is Shrink. And uh, I do believe it was the inspiration for that movie that was called Shrink, right? I don't know. You know what movie I'm talking about? Nope. Matt Damon movie where they shrink down people? Oh, yeah. Okay, I don't know about this, but play it. This is the song. 
Because the whole idea is that we are basically using up our resources, so we should just shrink ourselves down so we have enough food to supply to continue, and there will be enough space, and there's not going to be overpopulation and all that stuff. You know what? When I believe that we should just <clears throat> stop making so many humans. Well, he's not being serious. <laughs> well, no, but it's. He's being. No, because in the end, he talks about how the people who are on top aren't going to be shrunken down. Fuck no. They're still going to reign supreme and stay uh, the same yeah. size. I was thinking the whole time. We're all just going to be termites in the end. I was thinking the whole time. If we shrink ourselves down, like. So the food's going to stay the same size? How are we going to farm this food? We're going to have to... How are we going to operate these giant machines? We're going to have to keep farmers at the right size. That's why not everyone has to shrink down. Only the... The people Only who... Only the poor people? The reliant. The poor and black people? we got to shrink them down? Wasn't that one and the same in... The political mindset? Sometimes. They hate poor white people, too. That's very true. <laughs> Money defines you in America. Welcome. It's just you don't have as high of a chance as going to jail as a poor white person. Like if, like if I'm a poor Until white you person get a hold of that meth. and I got, well, okay, say, say I and another black, and another black dude, say I and a black dude get caught with the same amount of meth, I bet he goes to jail a lot faster than I do. Especially in this town. Maybe, but there will be more restraints on not you. Fucking right. And I'll go crazy. Every I'll time go I've crazy. been, to, every time I've been booked into jail, I've seen they have like a chair mm-hmm. that uh, is built for chaining your legs down and chaining your arms down and chaining your head back for those people that are fucking nuts out. Scary. And go like try to bite the officers. Why would you at that point? Why? Unless you're like, I guess if you're in a fucking coke frenzy and you don't really know what you're doing, but like, why would you let your attitude and your cockiness come out towards an officer when you, you're just like, eh, just, just make this easy. And actually, most of the time, if you're cool to them, they're like, they don't like pay attention to you. They're not nice to you. Yeah. But they're also not like overly mean to you. <laughs> and they might give you a blanket if you ask for one. Maybe it's that unfortunate mindset that so many people have where they're victims all the time. Yeah. And I guess if you are being a victim, imagine if like you didn't do something and you were like set up. Yeah. Like they put something in your bag. I would go fucking nuts then. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, all right, if I'm going to be here, there's going to be a fucking reason I'm here. But if it's Not like one that you made up. Henry's here <laughs> flipping out again. <laughs> Henry. The old drunk Henry's in here again. He's here again, and he's saying he didn't do it again. I miss those days where you could be the local drunk guy that was always in jail. I'd just be like... You miss that? Oh, I wish it existed still. I wish he didn't have to get in like super trouble just for a public intoxication. I wish they just... Oh, and just actually held you overnight. <laughs> yeah, and then you just like got up the next day and like, we can't let you go till one. Like yeah. You got you to gotta blow like clean, and but then they don't charge you. They just put you in jail. Mm-hmm. I love that shit. And like you watch old Western kind of things and they just show the drunk just walk into the jail yeah. and go into his cell mm-hmm. and then he just sits down and like closes the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just got to sleep it off, Henry. <laughs> it's a dream of mine. A dream. <laughs> Do you think you'd still be married in this dream scenario? Oh, no. No. 
Okay. No. So life would be in better this, for everyone. In this scenario, I would have been starting this at when I was 21. Because <laughs> mm. I just know. Mm. Like, I don't You don't get that drunk nowadays all the time because you're going to get in trouble. And you stay in trouble for years. If it's just overnight and I just sleep on a fucking hard piece of wood, whatever. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's move on. Let's triumph of the shrill. Triumph all over this of bitch. the swill. The we shrill swill. And found our son oh, lying yeah, this dead on his bed of a gunshot wound. He had his headphones on and there was an Aussie record on the turntable. So we called our lawyer. Oh, yeah. He doesn't care about what he says. He'll, if he believes in something political, even if it's going to, like, call somebody out for something that aren't necessarily political. Well, that's... I, I agree that it's dumb to blame a musician for someone taking their life, unless it's literally someone like... You should kill yourself. You should kill yourself. I mean, then that might actually be... I listen to a couple bands that do that. (laughs) But I I mean, I just don't think you should take it seriously. No, that's I think it's a weak-minded person who would take it seriously. But I don't think that you should even consider holding someone responsible just because they make rock and roll music. Yeah, absolutely not. Uh, Pete Townsend has a quote where he says, if you were going to listen, if you killed yourself because some asshole with a guitar told you to do it, you were going to do it anyway. Pete Townsend also has another quote that says, hey, uh, it's just for research. <laughs> so, I don't know that... Hey, give me a picture of a naked kid. I don't know what all we should really He's listen right to on that from one. Pete Townsend. He's right on that one. I'm talking about the research one. <laughs> he was right on that one. <laughs> but yeah, no, fuck. You're gonna you kill yourself because some dude in an album said it. I mean, how could you even wrong. make it out? I can't even understand what's being said half the time. Oh, that's what you're listening to. I'm thinking of a super joint ritual song where he's literally like, Kill yourself! Yeah, but isn't that being said by an idiot? Huh? Nothing. You get mean. Do I? Yeah. You, you get those Long Islands in you and you're, Yeah! You think that's what it is? I know that's what it is. Where are we at? I'm mean because I called Phil and Selmo an idiot. Yeah, don't talk about him like that. He's a nice guy. Really? He's the guy that white powers on stage. No. I'm not allowed to have a that negative a, opinion about that him. That was about wine. So talking... That was about wine. Okay. Okay, so that's okay. But if I have two Long Islands and a bunch of water, that's... I'm a fucking monster. Oh, you get mean. I'm mean. <laughs> Rawr. Whoa. Watch out for the fangs. They're sharp. <laughs> You can see my canines when I make a fun of faith. Because uh, it's being said by it. He does say it like this. Kill yourself! <laughs> like he's taking a poop. Well, everything he says sounds like he's taking a poop. 
All right, so uh, Triumph of the Swell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I for some really, reason I said trill earlier. I don't. I haven't really talked about like you know the playing of these songs and like the sound of it all because you don't really have to. It's all just. It's all just laid every out. Every sound simple. is the same. You can tell that they just like there's bands who. I think like David Bowie and older bands, and I think this made their albums more interesting. Is they recorded with different instruments, and they almost did one song and then moved on to the next. I might be wrong on that, okay. but it feels like that. Or like they might have used a different drum set, or they used it, maybe even a different drummer, or whatever. There's also the type of things where it's, all right, set up the drums, we're tracking the whole album right now. All the drums, so it's all in one drum set, it's all in one or two days, it's all in the same microphones, it's all with the same EQs. Then they do the same with the guitar, then they do the same with the bass. So like every song, is basically EQ'd and sounds. Even though the the way it's composed is mm-hmm. different, yeah. it still sounds the same. Mm-hmm. And I'm as I'm getting older and I'm listening to older music, I'm noticing that like I think part of the texture in albums is the fact that that sounds different instead mm-hmm. of like this. It's just it's the same guitar tone the whole time, same bass tone, same well, there everything. Is, yeah, then there is something that you said to me earlier that I don't think you've said yet on the podcast. And if there is one thing that I think that is very, I don't know if I would say typical, but maybe typical, I wouldn't consider punk typical. So it's just kind of a weird word to use to describe anything about it. But typically punk is kind of dirty. It's gritty. That's the whole idea behind it. Things are sometimes imperfect on purpose or it's just like, yeah, I like how that was just we're keeping it. But I, and I would agree with what you had said outside of the podcast. What did I say? That you think that it's very tight and clean. Oh yeah. Whereas a lot of punk is grittier and dirtier and maybe not as tight and as, Oh yeah. So there's, there's a preciseness that I think you get by listening to the dead Kennedys that you don't get from listening to a lot of traditional, punk maybe that's changed now because you have bands who like green day who have still like a punkiness to them but they are very polished but this is still back in the day like this was real punk this was in the 80s yeah but even by this this is also like a new wave punk yeah yeah no because it doesn't say we're like we're not see that punk we're new wave though Punk in the late seventies and early eighties was not punk as we as we were to understand it in the nineties. Like no effects and all that stuff. That's that just kind of became what punk was. I think punk has changed a lot over time in general. Punk in the seventies and eighties was more like this. Was more like the, the not so crazy vocals. Like they're they're aggressive vocals, but they're not like distorted vocals what was that and i'm sorry because a lot of the bands that operation ivy yeah say a lot of your bands don't always stick with me but that was not polished at all no but that came out before this that's production wise but their playing is very polished like they could all play very well i guess i just couldn't hear it because of the production value yeah no the drummer and the bass player are fucking immaculate with each other but this definitely has better production quality yeah but then those guys become rancid later, and their production quality is better than That's this. That's true. And this is also their final and fourth album, so yeah. you would say that their production level 
is just went up with the money that they the had the best and the, now and the technology than maybe the time. even their first album, which I'm not familiar with. Oh yeah, it's way more produced than the first album, mm-hmm. and then and by now bands are more like this. Like I said earlier in in the day, there's a point in metal and punk. Did you hear that squeal? Did that come out of your nose? I don't know. I didn't think it came out of me. I thought it definitely came out of you. Huh. I okay, don't know. But continue. But anyway, there's a point in like <clears throat> early metal or early punk where they were just playing as fast as possible and not playing technically accurate, like where they're supposed to fit 16 notes in a measure. Yeah. They were just like, just play what, as fast as you can. If you fit 18 notes in there, I don't care. I can't tell anyway. So it was as just like kind fits. of a mess. Like, this is just the fast part. Quits. Go as fast as you can. And then as you get later and guys that were like actually musically talented, and they're like, no, we, that, that's supposed to be 16 notes in there, man. So then it does become tighter and tighter and tighter. And then this kind of became the norm. Like being tight, even in a punk band now, is mm-hmm. that's just kind of the norm. Like you yeah. don't, that, that whole messy sound kind of got lost. That, that makes and sense. And, it, and I think it got lost because it sounded better with shittier microphones getting recorded to tape nowadays if it's recorded to digital and it's it like everything's clean sounding but you still suck at it yeah it's like oh now i can hear how you actually do suck and it's not enjoyable before it was a mess and it was noisy and i just thought it was cool so it's like it doesn't have the atmosphere you don't you can't hear the cigarette stench in the room (laughs) that's an interesting way to say it which uh, is gross to me but Mm -hmm. there's a certain feel to it all right, let's move on to yes. Macho Insecurite, which is funny to me because I think I said that this album could also be called I'm Still Mad from High School. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of creative people are creative when they're younger and they're still carrying. I mean, that's what they've mostly experienced in their life was high school. Yeah. So they haven't really had a lot of adult experience. So that's what they're still stuck on, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've read from metal guys who say, like, once I got success and I was actually, you know, just doing this all the time, or suddenly, like, wasn't angry at stuff anymore, like, kind of got harder to write this kind of music because now I'm not so pissed off all the time. <laughs> I think this song is an interesting take. Macho insecurity. You can't stand yourself. It, almost, it comes across the exact opposite, though. That macho-ness doesn't come across as being insecure. It comes across as very confident and usually comes across as overconfidence. And, it, and it's because it is the fake overconfidence. But it's bred from insecurity, so yeah, I get it. It's yeah, like yeah. women wearing tons and tons of makeup. Yeah. It's like, oh, look at her dolling herself up and putting herself out there, but... She doesn't want to look at her face. What is she hiding? Exactly. Yeah. So... Oh, yeah. So it does make sense from both sides. It's just kind of, it seems like a, initially it seems like an oxymoron because macho just seems like a guy who is willing to tighten his muscles and broaden his shoulders and walk around like he doesn't give a fuck what you think about him. Mm -hmm. I think you can also take it two ways too. Like when I go macho, I think of a big built guy, you know, but it can also be just the personality and the way they talk and the way they are in the world like a small dog yeah 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 and you're still trying to be macho Mm -hmm. and like and vice versa there can be a super ripped guy but he can be like kind 
and, with security, and not, with you know, security, like he's security. ready to put it down if he needs to, but he's not flaunting it. He's not being a dick. He could still be, you know, jacked, but not be a macho mm-hmm. head. So then I'm thinking macho, of just like, macho, macho head. For some reason, I just imagine the, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. I just imagine him. Getting mad. I, I love you. I love you. <laughs> he's Jesus got, Christ. He's got like, he's got like Jesus Jesus macho. He's like a macho Jesus guy. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know why that song makes me think of that guy, but it does. <laughs> <laughs> well, I spy with my big brown eye. Next song. This is a song that definitely doesn't sound like the rest of them. At least the beginning. Mm-hmm, and I like agree. in the middle, and it just does these parts. Then we jam. And that California sound. Definitely, yeah. You can tell they're a California punk band. I'm angry at the sun. Sometimes when I hear that punk or metal bands are from California, I'm like, why? What were you mad about? <laughs> Overpopulation, <laughs> which he does Traffic? complain about. Uh, <laughs> I also think with all these lyrics he writes, he has to remember that shit. Yes. I mean, imagine playing an hour long show. It's, I, maybe it's good that they only had a few albums. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't. I didn't look it up, but I don't know how long they actually played for. Like how long their their stretch of being a band was. Yeah. Yeah. I did watch a few live videos from the '80s of these guys playing. Yes. And it's funny to watch Jello Biafra be the front man because he's one of these kinds of guys, you know, that, that does like a lot of the putting his arms out and like waving them and not like. I'm used to guys like being aggressive and trying to like headbang and oh, you know, yeah. like, oh, you know, and look at me. But he's just like bouncing around and like, putting his hands out. <laughs> I love this sound. This is one of those songs that like I remember. Like I pick it out from the rest of the album. Weird vibrato at the end. Oh yeah, for sure. It's very very funny. All right, I'm just gonna go on to the next song because we're already at an hour, and then we're gonna take a break. All right, cesspools and Eden. It says this story, or the song tells a story of a seemingly idyllic suburb constructed on top of a secret underground waste dump. The residents of the neighborhood are poisoned by chemical leaks, but the powerful business interests that buried the toxins are untouchable and immune to prosecution. I appreciate songs like this on this album. It's got this real interesting sound. It's and I, I more love, like psychedelic. Yeah, and I love songs that 
the bass line is playing something, and then the guitar player is doing something different. It's not a lot of punk songs, a lot of metal songs. It's like the guys are playing the exact same thing most of the time. So when you get a nice song like this, or he's playing the bass line, and I'm playing like this nice melody. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> and this is a five minute and fifty six second song. Holy shit balls. <laughs> Such a funny voice. I got into this album much later. I didn't even get into that stuff. Much later. And life, you mean? Yeah, I think I first listened to this album when I was like 31. Which was two years ago? Yes, that's how old you are. Nah, I'm 42. Get your shit together. We went to school together, so were you, like, really stupid and super held back and also really underdeveloped? No, I just like to study. High school girls. But you didn't and you got bad grades. Okay, I was going to say. <laughs> you got, like, a 12 in one class. Uh, yeah, I don't remember the exact number, but, yeah. I got points on test because I signed my name on top. I would get the test. I would write Sam on top. And I would walk right back up to the front, and I would give it to him. And he'd just look at me and kind of shake his head, and then I'd walk back to my desk. And kind of just probably fall asleep. I think this song sounds very 80s. I think it's the guitar. Yeah, you're right, it is an 80s guitar sound. I love that guitar sound, though. It reminds me of Killer Clowns from Outer Space. There's a band called the Dickies that did songs for that. It's got that same kind of tone to it. It's a band I should probably get into, the Dickies. Dickies? The Dickies, yeah. Well, you are into dicks, so you may as well get into Dickies. Absolutely. It's almost creepy sound. It's got like a... Transylvania sounds to it. Yeah, it's like Halloweeny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Halloweeny. There's vampires on the dance floor. Hello, hello, weenie. Hello, hello, weenie. Hello, hello, weenie. Oh yeah. Yeah, this is just a well-written song. I never realized how much I like this song until just now. I've been having a real hard time trying to figure out favorite song and worst song. Yeah, it's it makes it harder to make that choice when you feel like a lot of things bleed together, which is something that we yeah. said from the beginning. And there's 21 choices. <laughs> and for me, nothing nothing particular particularly stands out as being super better or super worse so I'm in the exact same boat did you say particularly particularly (laughs) particularly to this point I still I still don't have the choice me me it's just gonna be when we get there I'm just gonna point to one in my brain and go that one (laughs) 
Actually, I think I have some ideas. It's almost like chunks of songs. I gotta look at the chunks. Like, oh, I think that's the worst out of the chunk of song that I find least interesting. It's gonna be tough. Tough and rough. McGruff. Remember Rough McGruff? Scruff McGruff? Scruff, was his name Scruff? He was a dog. He wore a trench coat. Took a bite out of crime. Yes. We were really told a lot to not be into crime or drugs. <laughs> yeah, we were. And then we were really big on video games and drugs. We're making drugs legal. We're making drugs. So fuck you, Nancy Reagan. Say yes to drugs. I never realized how much I liked that song until just then. I know I already said that, but... It didn't feel like it was five minutes long. No, it's six minutes long. Shithole. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it at all. A well-written song. A well-written song will do that. Mm -hmm, I agree. Like... There's a, a three-minute-long song can feel like forever if it's mm-hmm. not a good song. And then a six-minute-long song can feel like a two-minute-long song. Yeah. It's written well. I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's very strange. Especially doing this podcast when you have to sit through songs that you sometimes like really mm-hmm. aren't into. Oh, yeah. You know, we've, we've definitely fast-forwarded before. <laughs> we've been there. Or been like, I have heard this song enough, and I don't need to. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, listen to it again as I'm listening to this album for the last time because I fucking got the point of that song and I'm not into it. <laughs> you motherfuckers can go listen to it. You guys have fun. I'm going to have to listen to it for the podcast. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's take a break and go yeah. wipe our butts. It's break time. See, there's nothing ruined. We just get to revisit. The nerve to say Take this job and shove it This episode of Couple of Critics Podcast is brought to you by Feet! Feet. You know, the lower extremities of the legs below the ankles on which a person stands and uses to kick an ass. Although not necessary, the human body gives most of us two feet for stability and transportation. They let us know if our noses are working, and they take us to our cars so we can drive places. Feet. Useful but not necessary. Get yours today by calling 1-800-GET-FEET. That's 1-800-G-E-T-F-E-E-T. Feet! 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 This episode is also brought to you by... Hallelujah! Well, it's me, the Booty Collins, and I'm here to tell you now that colorectal cancer is never in style. Baby, I'm telling you, if you're suffering from bleeding from the rectum, blood in the stool, in the toilet after having a bowel movement, darker black stools a change in bowel habits in the shape of the stool crave for no discomfort in the lower abdomen or have an urge to have a bowel movement when the bowel is empty then maybe you need to get checked out for 
colorectal cancer, baby. And remember, tell them that Bootzilla sent you. Boo, baby. Yeah. Such a beautiful voice. Oh, yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast. Oh, we have fun. Hey, dude. Killer fucking impression. All right. It's been decided you're doing a Dead Kennedys tribute band. Okay. <laughs> Golden. All right. I'm just going to get into this like since we got 10 more songs. Me. 10 right. more songs. All right. We're on a one-way ticket to Pluto. Oh, wait. Pluto? Is that pronounced Pluto? It's... My mistake. Not something I'm going to get into. I don't feel comfortable. Talking about Pluto. Mars, Venice. We have abandoned Pluto. And then we came back around and we're like, just kidding, we're going to make you a planet again. What a bunch of dicks. It's not a fucking planet. It was classified as a pan- planet. Planet. We Parent? unclassified it, and then it's been reclassified, right? I don't know where its current status is. I know if it were up to that monster demon Neil deGrasse Tyson, it wouldn't be one. Let's see. Is Pluto a planet? 2019. I'm going to NASA.gov to see. What the fuck it says? What's the current status of Pluto? I'm voting that it's still not a planet. It's my vote. It's smaller than Earth's moon. Yes. Wow, I didn't realize that. And it's got an irregular orbit, too. Yeah, I remember hearing that. So it's just some wayward fucking planet that comes in every once in a while. Or wayward moon. It just comes in like a big icy rock and it's like, hey, how you doing? It is small in size, but not in importance, yet it is officially classified as a dwarf planet. Ooh, a dwarf. Well, there you go. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, you have it. Still a planet. A dwarf planet. <laughs> you got and that down. Pluto itself has five moons. We have one. And Pluto is smaller than that moon. That's Yet fucked up. Pluto huh? has five moons. I wonder if its moons are bigger. It says, well, the largest, Charon, is so big that Pluto and Charon orbit each other like a double planet. Huh. You guys were learning stuff from NASA. Fucking interesting. NASA is teaching us all something. Well, if you believe it. I know they're lying to me all the time, well, especially about the roundness of the Earth. Yeah, the fucking Earth is flat as fuck. It's like a globe. It's like a pancake. Yeah, but then it's like a globe, is what some people think. It can't be a globe. Not a globe, but like, <laughs> you know what I, like, no, like it has like a... A dome. A dome over it is what I meant to say. Some people are fucking dumb, too. <laughs> I don't know why so many people care to fight this war of the Earth being flat. Why does it matter? Why does it fucking matter? Because they don't want to be lied to is their their position. Because if they're lying to us about the shape of the earth, then what else are they lying to us about? Why does it, what does it fucking matter? What does it matter if we're a fucking shape like a butt or a star 
or an elbow. Why does it matter? It doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. We're here. We're we're alive. What does it matter? Because it's interesting, and I want to know the accurate shape. And I know that the accurate shape is a globe. <laughs> it's not a butt or an elbow. I can't. I'm not getting on board with it. it doesn't matter. I'm on board with that. It's round. I don't see why it matters to try and fight this war about the shape when there are more important things out there is kind of what I mean. Ah. Out of all of the things that you could put your focus on, but you're going to dedicate your life. I mean, we did watch that fucking documentary about the flat earther thing on Netflix, which if you guys want to watch some people who are constantly proven wrong by all of the experiments and things that they perform and they're constantly left with doubt and they never actually reach anything that scientifically proves anything that they say. It feels like it just, it's like a documentary of defeat, but if you want to watch it, it's on Netflix. I don't remember what it's called. I don't remember either, but it was funny. It was ridiculous. (laughs) I don't understand, but yeah, next song. Let's do the slag. Let's do the slag or the flag? The slag. It's what it's called. Do the slag. I thought you wanted to make love to a flag. I don't want anything to do with the flag. <laughs> the only flag I want to do with is If you leave Weird the L Al. out. What? If you leave the L out. No. Take Weird Al flag. The, the only flag I own. It's being lit up, and there's some uh, pins on it currently. Yeah, I got Travis Harpster pin on there. Travis Harpster is currently pinned to a Weird Al flag. So you hear that, Travis? Yeah, you're on my Weird Al flag. There is a certain um, thing that we haven't done the last couple episodes, and that's a certain corner. Mel corner? Mel got a cat, you guys. Fuck yeah, Mel got a cat. Mel got a cat that was beating up another cat. It was a bully in a cat-on-cat crime situation. Yeah. And he got the bully. He took the asshole. But if you remove the bully from who it can bully, then it's not technically a bully anymore, I guess. Sure now he's like, fuck yeah, I got my own place. I'm just going to hang out all the time. I don't have to worry about other cats eating my food. Fucking with my shit. You don't know what that other cat was maybe doing to it. Who knows? He was taunting it from across the room. Maybe in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night. When no one was around. When no one was around. It was the bully. It was the bully. It was walking in its sleep. (laughs) 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 The The cat's name is House. Yes. Because they liked... The show House. The show House. So I suggested a nickname of Brick. Because? Brick! House. Just letting a penis hang out. (laughs) 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 I think you should call the cat... I'm calling the cat Hugh. I think Hugh is better. I think it is too. But I really like people names for cats. Oh yeah. Fucking Big fan right. of that. Fucking right. Yeah, bitch. Get it down. <laughs> All right. Let's <laughs> listen. Your ass let's, to the cat with a human name. Let's let's listen to a commercial. What do you say? 
get it because this is the song. <laughs> Didn't people already listen to? Oh, got a telethon for you coming soon on MTV. Oh, this sounds so much like Frank Zappa to me. Yeah. Sammy Hagar. Sammy Hagar. Sammy Hagar. This telethon is so important. We've even exhumed It's funny to hear somebody calling out Clint Eastwood in the eighties. In the eighties. Before he became a mule. This concert whipped up the drug mule. To raise money for guns for the literal mule. And dig in those heels for USA for South Africa. Just during apartheid stuff too. Because those poor sex-starved apartheid riot battalions. We are the world. More tear gas, more nerve gas, and more electric children. Those prison camps they call homelands. And who's going to give it to them? We are. Every one of us. Every time we go to the bank. Every time we buy food. Every at time. Play, or those fancy chrome wheels for your hot car. It's USA for South Africa. Don't delay. Apartheid is a big business. What would those American ladies do without those diamonds? You heard the White House. Ooh. Don't miss it. Blurred diamonds. Parents money ready. World hunger's gone forever once your check's in the mail when MTV and the Rock and Racism Connection bring you live from Sun City, USA for South Africa. That's straight. funny. He's straight just like... <laughs> that is a straight fuck you. We're moving on. Funny. I'm letting it play. This is Gone With My Mind. I just think it goes in nicely with that no, song. No, I agree. I, he's just so brazen where he doesn't... He'll say people's names. Mm-hmm. Oh. Be like, and many songs he has yeah. said... I mean, there was a song I didn't mention it during the song, but I did like how during, uh, I don't even remember what song it was, but it was See the Aryan, oh wait, I'm sorry, it was uh, Triumph of the Swill, See the Aryan Bozo with the Red Guitar, Parachute on the White House Lawn, Gonna Bomb the Commies with their Air Guitar, So Dumb He Can't Drive 55. You don't even have to say the name I did. without be- that being a no. straight shot. <laughs> yeah. I was reading the lyrics earlier today, and I, I was like, as I was reading it, it's like, dummy, a uh, parachute on the lawn, and I was like so confused, like, who the fuck did that? And then I got to the line, so dumb he can't drive 55, I was like, oh, talking about Sammy Hagar. Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I know what's going on now. So I assume he parachuted on the White House lawn at one point. By the way, we gotta look into that. I don't know that that's real. I think, I think he might did. be he in. in. He was like, me, 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 me. Oh my God. And he was like, go ahead and jump, jump. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love this rhythm. It's such a fucking heavy song, too. This is like straight up thrashy punk. Thrash your punk. Thrash your punk. <laughs> Gadget. <laughs> I that's my calling in life, I think, is actually to be a voiceover guy who does all the gravelly voice characters. Yeah. Like all the shredders and the uh what's what's you what's and haves have you you know. Uh, I'm talking about Jeff Goldblum. Oh yeah, I was gonna say there's Chef Goldblum you, up in here. And then you get a little butterfly on there and the little spasms of whatever has come out and <laughs> anyway, I'm supposed to be the guy that's like, hey, hi there. Uh, my name's Rocco. 
Oh, Rocco was a terrible choice for a name. I was thinking Rocco because my voice felt like rocks, and actually it was a bad idea because my Ouch. throat's going out. Can you hear me? <sighs> anyway, I'm back to Jeff Goldblum. Hi there, Michelle. <laughs> Hi. I need to work on a Jeff Goldblum impression. That's the one. Boom. You Yeah, okay. Putting it in my brain. Going to listen to a lot of Jeff Goldblum. All right. And that's going to be my next guy. You hear my fucking wheezing going on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, since we broke that, we're, uh, I don't care anymore. Moving smoke on a up. lot of pot. <laughs> and it's making my fucking lungs go. <clears throat> you know what people are going to say about that, Sam. What? Maybe you should uh, chill out a little bit, jailbird. I'm going to have to here when I get put on probation. Motherfuckers. Anyway. I guess we're really lucky, lucky that no one listens to this. Otherwise... That could mean something. No one's going to give a shit anyway. Or be surprised. No. I'm pretty open about it. All right. Let's go on. Anarchy for sale. Anarchy. Yeah, this song is supposedly about the deterioration of the punk scene. So it's over my fucking head, meaning-wise. <laughs> This is something like a. No. It says something about if it's not the. It's like if the drugs didn't do it or something. I can't remember what the exact line is. But I think it's interesting that he's, he's not even afraid to touch, like, his home base. You know, attacking a punk scene. Yeah. And he's. Well, he's getting ready to get out of it, so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, fuck you guys. Just kind of, yeah, throwing his middle finger up as he walks out the door. I don't know if he. I don't think he was a big drug guy either. He's more of a clear thinking kind of guy. Like a minor threat. They're all straight edge kind of deals. Sheeps unite, get your cuddly boots and studs. I <laughs> love it. Be sure to rebel in the proper style. Rebel along the paths we pick. Out of fear of peer pressure, we create. I love that line. Say that first line again. Sheep unite. Get your cuddly boots and studs. <laughs> love it. Be sure to rebel in the proper style. <laughs> it's so funny because... It's, it's true, because what the fuck? It, the it culture of the hot topic. It is What outfit. the fuck is that? It became, a, but it became like a joke. Because yeah. of places like Hot Topic. Like, if you see someone with fucking a spiked, uh, what the fuck you call it? Wristband? I was going to say wristband, but no, it would be a bracelet or so, whatever you would call it. A, yeah, a band. Uh, a gauntlet is what they call it in the black metal world. Okay, but if you see someone a like that, you're going to be like, look at that fucking, e- look at that fucking kid. That idiot shops at, <laughs> at Hot Topic. Like... They're full of shit. That's true. Is what most people would assume. Yeah. So if it's you almost have a trained like, eye. You can tell the real ones. And when I say real, like real, like for real. There's a, there's a difference between the people who shop at Hot Topic and the people who buy bags of studs and bags of spikes and actually shove it in themselves. And do all Shove the work themselves, and they buy the leather jacket, and they sit down for hours and stud it on. Now, it's not my style at all. That's too much work for me. <sighs> I don't get into that either because my my punk mindset is 
I really kind of don't care what I fucking look like. So I just put on a shirt and pants and go about my day. I don't have time to care about what I look like. And I just need to do what I need to do because I'm not going yeah. to be a chicken shit conformist. Oh, 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 we're going there. I do want to say that the people I know that wear stuff like that, I'm not saying you're not a punk and I'm not saying it's stupid. It's just not my fucking style. Oh, yeah. And there was a bunch of people who ruined it in the corn era of days. Where they were buying just like stuff straight from Hot Topic and wearing a bunch of spike bracelets for no reason. And, mm-hmm. But as a guy who's in that scene, I can, I can tell just like, oh wait, you made that, you spent time on it, you actually cared about that thing. Yeah. You wear that jacket every fucking day. I can tell by the way it smells. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell by the way it looks. And those are the real guys that like, no, this is actually just how I'm comfortable. Not, I'm doing it to fit in. They're like, no, this is just comfortable in this jacket. The song makes me laugh, but I still kind of like the be- like the beginning of it. I love that song. It says that one, two, three, four with a snare mm-hmm. instead of a hi hat. Yeah. There's a lot of death metal bands that do that to start songs. And honestly, like, there's nothing on this that I love, but there are many things on this that I do enjoy. So it's still, it's still hard to choose a favorite and a least favorite because there's nothing that stands out like I hate that either. I agree. It's all in the same, it just all vibes so similarly that it's hard to almost, I don't want to say decipher, but... There's nothing that stands out as being particularly worse than anything else. Just, like, better. I don't, I don't think so. I'm right there with you. It's. I think it's, as I'm listening to it now, it's easier to find the one I like the most. Yes. The harder ones, the which one's the worst. That's so funny. Chicken shit conformist like your parents. <laughs> 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 So funny. Oh, this is the song where he says it. This might be it. There's uh, there's albums that I listen to as I'm getting older that I think if I would have heard at a certain age might have changed my uh, oh for sure path on life. <laughs> and it would have changed whether you liked it or not based on when you heard it. Uh huh. If you were ready to be open to it or not. Yeah. Like if I would have heard this, I probably would have been like, I can't get a job. Dead Kennedy's told me I'm not supposed to. <laughs> I'd have been like, oh my god, this guy's voice, and I would have turned it off. <laughs> I would have at the time too. I definitely had to be at the age I was to get into this. I was getting into guys with goofier voices. Yeah. I was, I was into Devo before I was into this. Yeah. So I was already getting into that lighter voice, that goofier and like, voice. The so. goofier, almost like the new wave sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely took longer. I would have hated this when I was 19. I'd have been like, listen to this fucking guy's voice. Ugh. It's like, why isn't he screaming? Why isn't he just... Come on. Check it, check it, form us like your parents. <laughs> Sometimes I think he's a little unfair. Like, 
just because a guy wanted to get a job and like just go about his day doesn't mean he's a chicken shit conformist. He's just a regular dude that doesn't have many talents. <laughs> yeah, that's why sometimes people who talk like this, it's just kind of like, shut the fuck up. They forget that not everybody is super creative and not everybody's like you know, special. I don't want to say special, but it's the only word I can come up with. There's a large amount of people who just know they're just the worker bees of the world. You just kind of need them there. Yeah, and arguably these people are being dicks by shitting on people for just doing what they can <laughs> yeah, to get by. Right. Hey, dude. So it's almost like, shut up, guy. Hey, man. I'm sorry I can't be in a band. I'm not talented like that. Does it mean I'm a chicken shit conformist? Yeah. That just means there was a welding job open and I needed, to, needed a job. And I have a different skill set. Maybe I'm really <laughs> fucking good at welding. <laughs> Maybe I'm really good at welding. That was a phrase I never thought I'd hear come out of your mouth. Well, I'm not talking about myself. You want to learn how to weld? No. Come on, baby. You want to learn how to meld? <laughs> That's what Mel welds. Fuck you, Mel. Oh, by the way, closing the Mel corner. Fuck you, Mel. Fuck off, Mel. You're not even listening, but fuck you. He keeps talking about somebody other's podcast. He's like, oh, this is his podcast. I'm like, oh, where are you? I think he still listens to ours, though. I'm gonna assume that he doesn't. I think he does. I think he just is a little behind. This is a longer of the songs too. Chicken chicken formus. This is almost a six minute long song. It was something that they were uh, very strong in their feelings about. Yeah. They buckled down for this shit. Here comes, here comes. Chicken, chicken, farmers like your parents. <laughs> I'm going to yell that at chicken, Mel. Chicken I'm just going like to walk over and be like, you're just a chicken, chicken, farmers like your parents. He'll be like, okay. He, he won't know what's going on. That's what happens a lot. Nobody like understands you? No one understands me. So, I mean, Sam, where do you draw the line? <sighs> Usually on a piece of paper. <laughs> By this point, I'm kind of like, yeah, the album can end. Oh yeah, I can't believe there are 21 tracks. <laughs> you could you could have taken some of these off, but I think it's for time. One reason is that they obviously made 21 tracks, but two. I think he is like, no, I've got a lot to say. I'm right. I got a lot to say before I get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I gotta get. You're right. He was thinking of it that way. I gotta get this on one last alley before I get out of here. Get check a check cut farmers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going after everyone because I'm tired of all of this. Neo Nazi Christian chicken shit cut farmers. This is my goodbye to you. <laughs> You're getting Fred Schneider on me. I think that there's similarities between. The style of he and Fred Schneider's singing voices, and also in the fact that they sound similar when they speak to how they sing. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, in reference, yeah, yeah. Things are definitely yeah. exaggerated for musical purposes, but 
Frank Schneider. And if you don't know who that is, he's the lead Frank. Frank. Fred. <laughs> Frank Schneider. Fred Schneider. He's the lead singer of the B-52s. And when he speaks, he sounds very similar to... And just this guy as well. This uh, Fred Schneider. What is this guy's name? Jello Biafra. Jello Biafra. Jello B. Arthur. He's got shit to say. <laughs> oh my god. Now I've got to put him. I have to Photoshop Jello B. Arthur's face on onto B. Arthur. B. Arthur's face. Jello B. Arthur. Love it. Stop that pen. <laughs> Sorry, I was kind of grooving. I was just staring at it. Well, then maybe you need to change your focus. No. I don't like focusing on things. Sam doesn't like pens, but he likes penises. I'm in the Pen 15 Club. Where do you draw the line, Sam? You're touching your dick right now. No, I'm not. Scratching my balls. Um, I do like in this song how he says, uh, I'm not telling you, I'm asking you. Because, like, he probably is quite aware that everybody's like, all right, Joe, Jesus Christ, we know. Like, yeah, yeah, chicken, chicken for us. I get it, man. Yeah, but I got shit to say. Less I'm not hair. done yet. I'm not done talking yet. Let's that hair, you chicken shit, Neil, conformist Nazi Christian. <laughs> I know, we heard you. Yes, I'm, you're exactly who I wrote that song about when I wrote that song. Hey, Joe, can you blow your nose? <laughs> Please. This is just what I sound like. <laughs> Especially when I'm angry. Oh, fuck. I forgot earlier when we were talking about Fred Schneider. I was going to ask how you were doing. <laughs> or what are you doing? <laughs> uh, you ready for this? Are we going to do it one round? I think we should. Is, it, is that the beat? Hey, Fred Schneider. What are you doing? Going to the laundromat to find some quarters. Hey, Fred Schneider, what are you doing? I'm hanging on a poster and shitting my pants. <laughs> All right, that was the. If you f- don't know, go ahead. What were you gonna say? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, go ahead. If you don't know, that was an imp- it's an improv game that you should all play because it's fun. It's so fun and it puts you on the spot, but it forces you to let's do one more round. All right, it's fun as fuck. You ready? I love it. It's just called Hey Fred Schneider. You ready? Yep. We can do whatever you want to do. I don't care. Yep. I always change up the back off music. the mic. Uh, I noticed last time we fucking busted it out. Okay. You ready? One, two, already a go. Hey, Fred Schneider, what are you doing? I'm brushing my teeth, and I'm farting in a slot machine. Hey, Fred Schneider, what are you doing? I'm eating milk from a raccoon's ass. (laughs) (laughs) You're just supposed to say two things that aren't anything like the other. And as you can tell, we both like to talk about butt stuff. (laughs) So we usually go in that direction. In the back direction. <laughs> uh, that's fun. You could do it for a long time, too. For a really long time. Yes. I, I, It's something I've not ever been able to find an end to. Hey, Fred, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I flossed my teeth with a boner. I'm watching a movie and I'm baking cheesecake. Hey, Fred Schneider, what are you doing? I'm hearing a pot shot heard round the world. That was called a segue for the professionals out there. 
We don't claim professionalism. I do. I go to conventions and I walk up to people and I say, I claim professionalism. But I don't demand it. <laughs> I, I claim professionalism, but do not produce it. <laughs> and I don't expect it from you. I gotta say it again just because I'm still exhausted. How can be done. And we still have two more songs after this. Yeah. Like, we get it, man. Uh, he still is upset at Reagan. He does fucking hate Reagan. With Reagan's and Gaddafi's as cartoon villains and heroes. Fucking Reagan. He fucking hated Reagan. Mr. Gorbachev. Tear down this I like this song because it's a. Uh, Music is interesting. It's for very sure. interesting. It's got these like it's so weird. Yeah, I enjoy it. It's it's very neat. And then just kick right into the fucking balls out punk. Go go go! Look out! Look out, man! Okay. Okay. I just imagine a guy in a mosh pit just going around, look out! And one guy going, okay. okay. I remember when, uh, well, I don't remember this, it's a story we've been told our whole life. When Bob, he was real little and he got into a bumper car for the first time. My brother or uncle? My brother. Or dad? Yeah. My brother. He got into a bumper car for the first time and he tried not to hit people and every time he did or he got hit, he would go, I'm sorry. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> That's adorable and sad. <laughs> yeah. And now think about how he is. He'd be like, I'm going to ram this fucker. <laughs> Get out of my way. Oh, yeah. I also remember one time we were in bumper cars and uh, one of the kids got scared and like got out of the car and started running across the thing. Like away from Bob? No, 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 no. It just wasn't because of Bob. He was just scared of bumper cars. Like, he got in the thing and freaked out. Because it was and all about just... Just bumping. And he uh-huh. got out. And everything is still going on. He just gets out of his car. And like I remember watching this guy, like, whoa! And, like, didn't see the kid. I had to get out of the way. And almost, this kid almost just got ran over. I'm surprised he was able car. to get out because those... Don't the seatbelts, like, lock you in? No. No, that's one of those ones. It's just a strap that goes over you. Hmm. You have a visitor. But hi, kitty. But he, uh, they stopped all the electricity mm-hmm. like oh, immediately shit. as soon as they noticed the kid was running around. You know, you know how the oh, electricity yeah. runs from the grates mm-hmm. that the wheel touches at the top. Then they just shut the power down, and all the carts were just done. And it was like, and then they didn't even let us. Like they changed the rides. Like what the fuck? We should be getting like two extra minutes now. Yeah, that's crazy. And to this day, I want to kick that kid's fucking ass. <laughs> Should have hit him. Were you not allowed to just stay? <clears throat> no, they like cleared everybody out because of like they got everybody out to make sure like everything was, was okay. safe, and yeah. then they just put the next people in line in instead of like putting us to the side and then putting us back on. Mm-hmm. They shuttled us to the exit. Jeez, dumb. One person likes to ruin it for everyone regularly. Yeah, he was a pretty little kid. He might not even been supposed to be in there by himself. 
Oh yeah. yeah. So he was like traumatized. Probably. He oh. probably his he probably has a podcast too, and he tells the story of I was so freaked out I got out of a bumper car and I almost got hit by a man. And then they shut the whole ride down. All right, let's do this. DMSO. Do you know what this stands for? No. I think he says it in the song. He's like Deoxymalagonsladioaphlism. Well, he doesn't up. say it in this song. He doesn't? No. Did you look up DMSO? No. I, I mean, I'm looking it. at it right now on Genius, and it doesn't explain what it means. And within the lyrics, it doesn't D- say what anything is. Yes. Oh. Crypto Wonder Drug Invo. Crypto Wonder Drug Invo. Some people say it cures arthritis. Dimethyl sulfoxide? It keeps getting bad. What is it? I don't know, but this top says DMSMO is an FDA-approved product for the treatment of a bladder condition called interstitial cystitis. Washing the bladder with DMSO improves symptoms such as pain. How do you wash a bladder? Um, that be the only thing that you consume and it like cleans it out. Huh. I'll stick a scrub brush. Like a Brillo pad. Sure. Put on a stick. Like, I wash myself with a brillo pad on a stick. <laughs> Steel wool. Cleaning the inside of you. So when you pee, it's clean. After the blood runs dry. How long is this song? It's very short, right? Oh. Yeah. Well, I think you could just probably let it play. Yes, yeah, I'm just gonna let it play. To the last track. It's two minutes that song was. Really? Yeah. It's got some nice like jazzy. It's a little bit shorter than fiddling in there. We were on the last song. Felt like it could have been on a Halloween, um, like cassette collection of sounds and <laughs> yeah. songs yeah. that you would buy. Spooky sounds. Uh-huh. 101 spooky sounds. On one cassette. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guitar sound. Definitely ending on a heavier note. Yes. And this, when I first heard it, I was working... And I just immediately started like bouncing up and down. Donnie Baker. It's all here. I'm not a Donnie Baker fan either. It's all here is Donnie Baker. Donnie Baker. <laughs> just a freedom to be as goofy as he wants to be. 
I mean, I like this song, but I'm just so exhausted of the album by now. <laughs> yeah. It's like, damn, I'm good. I'm sure we all are by this point. It's like, come on, you guys. Just end the fucking thing. Just end it. Although, uh, I don't I really like it when he gets those high. I know, it's the thing. I just like it. It's just, I've heard 20 songs already. Yeah. I love those higher notes, the higher string notes. It's like, I'm like this little Tom, almost like, I just, like an African beat to it. And even though like it's not bad, I still don't know that it's strong enough to bring me back in after losing no. me. Oh, I agree. Oh, fuck. You couldn't have done that off. I was talking, and then it came out. I was starting the sentence and then it went brah. Brah. <laughs> Sometimes I think too that he had the lyrics written and they were like, oh, we can make a song like this. And he was like, yeah, but I wrote out four more verses, so we just need to play that again. Like, but it doesn't really need to. Can't you cut it out and some of that and like shorten down the meaning? No. I wrote down those four lines and motherfucker, we're doing it. Like sometimes I think it's extended only for lyrical purposes instead of. That's how the music goes. And as a guy who writes music, I usually just write how I think the music's supposed to be, and then I write the lyrics later, mm-hmm. which makes sense to me. But that's my own personal process. It's not for me to say. I got something to say about everything, whether I know what I'm talking about or not. I got something to say. About Buffalo Wild Wings. Bunch of bitches cooking chicken, now they're gonna have to deal with <laughs> So, that album is finished. We got through it. We did We it. all made it. Congrats to you. We officially motherfucking did it. And congrats to me. Yeah, congrats, it's Michelle. time. You listened to a Dead Kennedys album this week. Mm-hmm. Many times. Mm. And it's time to get to the question part of the podcast. Here we go. <laughs> I got questions for you. I got questions for me. I'll answer in questions, but only I'm the one who's asking the questions. What's your answer? All right, so we have some typical ask basic bitch questions that we like to uh, go over. Sam, first and foremost, why did you choose this particular album? Oh, you're talking to me? Um, I don't really have a reason why I chose it. I just, it just popped in my head and I was like, oh yeah, that's one that I haven't, I haven't listened to in a while. Mm-hmm. That's one that I listen to, I don't know, every few months I'll go, oh yeah, I need to listen to that album. Okay. And it just popped in. I thought it was going to be a good one. And is then this, I didn't realize there were 21 tracks on it. Is this the only Dead Kennedys album that you listen to? Uh, There's another one that 
uh, I listened to one other one. I can't remember if it's Frankenchrist or if it's... That was the one right before this. Maybe another one, but this is the one I listen to the most, which might is probably the one people would tell me not to listen to, which I seem to do that. I seem to get into bands on the album that most fans would go, no, that's the worst one. And I'm like, well, I tried to listen to the other ones, and it turns out I like this one the most. Like, there's a Nile album. It's really the only Nile album I will listen to. Yeah. And it's universally a hated album by Nile fans. But I'm like, yeah, it's the best one to me. Yeah. All the other ones are kind of, you know, can't really get into it. So whatever they did on this one that I you all hate so much, I enjoyed well, what do you think that I thought about this when you told me that I would be listening to it? Uh, well, I knew you were going to remember that we did that one song. Correct. And I did. And then I I didn't really know what your reaction was going to be. I didn't really even think about it. I, at this point, I think you're just kind of like, Roll with it, baby. Pretty much. I think you also knew that it was going to be easier, might be easier than what I could do. Correct. I would say that all of those things that you have said are pretty correct. I didn't have like a specific reaction or stern judgment prior to listening to it. I just was just like, okay, I've done a song by them before i don't remember anything about them i can say that when i first started listening to it and that fucking voice hit me i was like oh i forgot all about this (laughs) um but i didn't really have much judgment at all i was just like okay it could be worse oh yeah definitely can be how many times did you listen to it Um, do you know i lost count it's it's less than seven but it's probably more than five more than probably probably five actually I'd say for me, it was uh, about five as well. Where you are to the least and most favorite song part. God. And you have not. I still, I mean, I think I have an answer. I've jotted things down and scribbled things out and changed my mind as we've gone through this. So I can at least say that for me personally, my least favorite um, is the most recognizable is Take This Job and Shove It. Oh, really? Even though I don't think that it's terrible, I just, it's not funny like the original is. That's a that's a good way to the go to. The original too. is funny to me. It's a good way to go to that it's like, and it's also not them. So like you're mm-hmm. kind of, you kind of taking the route of, this is the one that's not as genuine, even though it is. It's funny it is, in the way that he literally did take this job and shove it. <laughs> yeah, and it is the introduction to the album. And I'm not saying that it wasn't necessary. It's just, meh. Yeah. You? I think I'm going to go with uh, Macho Insecurity. Macho Insecurity. Is it? The song I know was that, in my head a bit. I know that he's always very, none of it really has any, what's the word I'm looking for? Any, uh. He's not hiding anything. You know, some people will like write a political song, but they'll write it about something else, but it's based. Mm-hmm. Like yes. it's, it's trying to get a message, a political message across, but it's not about politics. All of his stuff. More like is, metaphorical. Yeah. Okay. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Metaphorical. He's not metaphorical ever. He's so he's always pretty much just much on more the direct. head. Yeah. But the macho insecurity part of it, it's almost too on the head. Mm-hmm. It's almost like. 
that song almost makes me go like, oh, come on, man. Like, I, yeah, like I get what you mean, but it's okay that people can be different at the same time. Uh-huh. Like, and you can not like it, uh-huh. but like, yeah, come you can, on. You like, can tell he got picked on a lot. Yeah. You and can he tell was, he's been a victim many times. And he just went straight for, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's like I, a sucker punch to the dick. He, I mean, but he's right. The song is correct. Yeah. I agree with him. I know assholes that he's talking about. I totally, yeah. I just, it just seems so on the head. It almost seems on the dickhead. It almost seems like it should have been on their first album when they were younger, mm-hmm. not the fourth album. I agree. <laughs> I agree. But not to say I don't enjoy it. But it's he, just if I had to choose one. But he was also, and that's the thing. He wasn't talking about high school though. He was talking about the culture. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, it just still kind of sounded like an angsty teenager. Song, so I understand yeah, where yeah. you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. All right, so most favorite. This is the one that I changed up on, but I'm going to say probably maybe most like the beans in my Mexican food. Uh, <laughs> Gone with my wind might be my favorite. Gone with my wind. Let's give her a listen. Let's. Maybe. And I, like I said, I kind of changed it up a little bit, but this one was. Something that I enjoyed. It was not very long. To the point. I'm very interested that this is the one you chose. I thought you were going to go for something that was less fast. This is like straight up. I love that part. And I think that that's probably what it is. It makes me feel like like throwing my fist up and be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah motherfuckers. So if I'm gonna go in, I guess I I guess I went in deep. So that was that was my Gone with My Wind. Even though I don't like the movie Gone with the Wind. Sam, I, I've never been able to make it through. Your mother made us sit through it. I didn't pay attention. I was in a whole other world. Because I don't remember a fucking second of it. Yeah, I didn't like it. I do remember a second the of it. The main character was Actually, a stupid cunt. I, rem- yeah. I remember there's a scene where she falls down the stairs and she's pregnant. And that's not the funny part. But the funny part <laughs> is when he runs down after her. And for some reason, the way they filmed it, it like shortens his body. And he looks like a really small man running down Small the man stairs. to the rescue. I'll, I I'll get I you, remember. babe. I remember my mom and I just rewinding it over and over again, just laughing at the short Clark Gable <laughs> running down the steps. Did she just fall down and lost the baby? <laughs> of all things to be focused on. That's all right. funny. So your most so favorite my favorite, song, do you think my favorite song, I think I'm going to have to go. It was tied. No, it was almost going to be Rambozo the Clown. Okay. But I think I'm going to go Dear Abby. When I found out what the content was about, and just, I like this voice. His voice is so ridiculous the whole time, and it's even more ridiculous and high on this song. I agree. He's like doing a character, which I think is awesome. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, mixing <laughs> people into the tuna helper and ta-da! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dear Abby. Once I found out it was about eating people, <laughs> and then and because of Reaganomics forcing them into the situation, I was like, I'm in on that one. 
It's the, it's like the funniest to me. In the long run, it ends up being the funniest song to me because of his voice, the characters. He's talking yeah. about put just add some tune to help her and it'll be it'll taste fine. Ta-da. And then at the end is he says, just consult your clergyman, and as long as the bodies are blessed, everything will be just fine. It's true. It's so funny. So stupid at the same time. No, 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 no. It's true. No. It's it's uh Dim, dim the rules. Dim the rules. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so is uh, that the questions? How did you originally... Because you said that this is something that you listened to more recently as yes. an adult. Yes. So how you originally feel about this, I mean, is that something that you feel is how you still currently feel? Like, are you uh, is it still first, within a short amount, enough what? amount of time? I can actually probably answer this better than I've ever been able to answer this because I actually remember first listening to it. Okay. <clears throat> I loved the music at first, and I knew I was going to eventually learn to enjoy the voice. So when I first started it, the voice was a little too much still. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember when we first heard the, when we performed that Dead Kennedy song, the voice was goofy then. Oh, yeah. And it was still goofy to me, but I was already on the road into goofy voices. So, Mm -hmm. like, I learned, I don't want to say I learned how to like it. I think I just got used to it. And then I was like, well, that's the Dead Kennedy sound. It wouldn't be Dead Kennedy's if it wasn't him singing. There are things that I love and would defend but didn't feel that way when i first listened to them so i mean i think that's fair i don't think there's anything wrong with that so that's what happened i mean i loved the music right from the beginning it's already up my alley anyway i agree all that stuff so but there was a little time so i was like 80 to gel with the vocals i was 80 percent on board right from the beginning and then it just took a little time to get 100 percent. would you recommend this today that I always think of it to people who like this kind of music in general, and yeah, okay, I'd say there you should definitely. I wish I would have enjoyed it when I was younger. I think I would have. I think it would have helped in being able to enjoy other types of music earlier than mm-hmm. I eventually did. Yeah, I might have been more open-minded, and I might not have. I don't know. Yeah, but you have to be kind of open-minded to be into this sort of thing as well when you're a teenager. Yeah, that's so, why, yeah, and I wasn't. And most people aren't ready for that. I wasn't. You know what's so funny about that whole Unless mentality? Unless it's like what's normal. Yeah. That whole mentality is so funny because you're sitting there like, everyone else, is, they don't get it. And like really like you're the one who's being closed-minded because you're just like... <laughs> Sorry. Because you're just like closing yourself off from so many things. But you sit there in your head and you're like... Everyone just doesn't open their mind. You're like, no, you're not opening mind because you're only listening to one type of thing. I was dying <laughs> to be a chicken chick conformist. <laughs> for the record. Like your parents? Yep. Chicken chick conformist like your parents. Yeah. So. Uh, and there's a lot of people that are. I, it's a really good point. Like, people want to fit in for the most part. So mm-hmm. you're going to. It's. It's like I know he's calling out that mentality, but I bet that mentality is bred out of fear more than anything. Like, no, I, I have to. Be a conformist. I'm I'm scared. I'm fucking scared, dude. <laughs> well, if that's bread, I'm buttering to the last question. Oh. How would I choose to listen to this again? No. So we are <laughs> to. <laughs> There's not a song at all that you're gonna put on a playlist. No, and I don't hate it. Yeah. If you listen to it, I'd be okay with it. Yeah. It'd be easier than other things. It yeah. would be familiar, but no. Okay. Nah. I didn't expect it to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I- I did, eh, is exactly what I kind of expected. I yeah. kind of expected you just be like, whatever. I don't hate it. Yeah. I just don't really care. <laughs> it can come, it can go. I don't give a fuck. But I don't think that's a bad thing. 
come because it didn't irritate me. There was never any point where I was like, like this is horrible. It's just except uh-huh. for when I would look at the length and be like, oh, there's still this much time <laughs> left. You just look at it and go, oh, there's still ten songs. The time <laughs> is the only complaint that I really have because I agree. You can't blame anyone for that being their style. I mean, that's his fucking voice, and he's angry, yeah, and he's yeah, yeah. he's bi- he's still just as fucking angry at the establishment now as he was then absolutely so that's just who he is so what are you gonna do i love that you said that though like that's his voice and a lot of people have trouble with that is just accepting what your voice is Mm -hmm. and not trying to sound what you think you're supposed to sound like Mm -hmm. and just sounding like what you do sound like and being confident in your own style it's fucking hard kudos to him for being like nope this is what i sound like sorry not even sorry. I'm I'm not sorry. Yeah. Fuck you. This is fuck, me. Fuck you, Nazi pucks. Fuck off. What are you trying to do? Sound like everyone else? Fuck you. Fuck you. He's he didn't. Uh, he's he got him on that one where he's calling other bands out for sounding like everybody else. He didn't sound like it. So we are to the point of the podcast where we talk about our future. What is next? What is next? What will my ears be subjected enjoying? to? Sampling? What okay, so I have gone back and forth with this album <laughs> as to whether or not I should even give this to you because I don't consider this necessarily like a representation of myself, but it is something that I've enjoyed. It is an influence from my sister. So I think it's important to uh, lay it out there for you. I am going to make you listen to Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette. (laughs) Get ready, because vocally it's going to get worse. (laughs) I mean, yeah, yeah, vocally it's going to get worse. Alanis. Alanis. So yeah, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, Thank you for getting this far. If you were able to make it, we applaud you. (laughs) I do. That was me jacking off, not applauding. It was a very dry sound. I like it dry. Mm. I use a little bit of sandpaper and baby powder. Oh, yeah. He puts all kinds of, like, spices inside of me before we make love. It's not... Cumin, oregano, and salt. He definitely likes it a little uh, south of the border <laughs> if you uh, if you catch Ay-yay! my drift. <laughs> all right. Thank you for listening, like she said. I want to say it too. Thanks. We're doing it again. <laughs> Lay it on me, Johnny. This is where it's at. Take this job and shove it. Up your ass. <laughs> awesome. All right. Goodbye. See you next week. See you next time. I mean, we won't see you, but. I will. I'm in the tree outside your window. Go ahead, look. I'm there. You see me? Hi. I'm waving. That's my dick. Look at it.